Super Duty Tough Work Early Morning Edition. Word. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. We're back with that thing. With them things. Bullet points and such. Your man's in them. Logic. Print magnificence. You know, the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. We missed last week, we'll be back this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think last episode resonated a little bit. Mm, it did. It did. It hit. Yeah, it hit. It hit pretty hard. Cats was really uh filling mm-hmm. filling a couple lines in there. You know what I'm saying? A couple bars that was uh, yeah. Bullet points was, was, was cats getting grazed. Yeah, man, drive by yeah. shooting on that yeah. one <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> Ricky, you know what I mean. <laughs> Leaning out the window with that thing, Ricky got in the back <laughs> last week. <laughs> he could run, you know what I mean. Ricky was faster. The bullet points was faster. So yeah, we back, man. This week, you know, uh, we want to thank all of y'all for listening. We want to thank all y'all for tuning in. You know, we got things in the pipeline coming coming to fruition very soon. Products and things and such, you know. And uh, hopefully, it'll be announced about us soon. But we working on things, man. How you doing today, Logic? I'm good, man. You know, it's been a, it's been a week. You know ah. what I'm saying? It's been one of those weeks. One of those. One of those weeks. I'm glad um, this is an extended weekend, you know. <laughs> right Get on time. chill. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's real, man. I've been trying to clean up my house this week, man. It's a task. Uh, mm. When You know how it is. Whenever you're like, man, I'm going to clean up this whole shit. You never get a third of it done. Nah. And so, uh. That's what it's like for me, man. But I'm just trying to get more organized. I feel good, you know. Uh, let's get this podcast cracking. This is a topic that I think is going to resonate too. Mm-hmm. This week, we're talking about why the majority of artists lose money on their releases. Why? Now, you may be sitting here at home thinking, not me. I always make money. Or you might be thinking, damn, I lose money. I want to know why this shit don't be working out. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some data. We're going to share with y'all. We got an article we're going to share with y'all. And we're going to get into the whys, why we believe this happens. And so, uh, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, folks, we back. Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, a logic, early morning edition, talking about why 
the majority of artists lose money. Before we get into that, let's talk about this article. We got this article from Music 3.0. And this article is titled 75% of artists lose money on music releases. 75% folks. And the article goes like this. Being an artist has always been difficult, but it may be even more so today since there are far fewer paying gigs than ever before. When it comes to releasing music, though, for the most part, that's always been a losing proposition for indie artists. In fact, it was brought home by a Pirate.com survey that found that 75% of artists in the U.S. and U.K. lose money on their music releases. Vinyl record. Hold on. According to Pirate, 91% of artists who took part in the survey promote their music independently without the support of a label or manager. 75% of musicians who spend money on promoting their releases spend more than they make from streams, sales, syncs, and other music revenue streams combined. Still, ask whether they would create visuals to support their next release. 56% of artists said they would, and 76% of which plan to do plan to make a traditional music video. Social media is important to artists with Instagram being most important for 88% of them, followed by YouTube, 69%, Facebook, 58%, and TikTok, 42%, which is another surprise. 58% use their personal accounts to promote their music, but may get burned out from the constant need to feed the social promotional machine. As a result, 51% have taken a break from social media at some point during their career. Short form videos are becoming more and more important to an artist's promotional strategy, but not all artists are taking advantage of the art form. In fact, 36% aren't sure that they would add one to their Spotify release now that it's possible. 30 second videos in the clips feature. 32% said they will be using the feature and only 16% said they wouldn't consider it. Surprisingly, 13% of the artists surveyed said they didn't release their music on Spotify. One of the pushback to Spotify clips and releases on TikTok is the time involved to create content and a constant need to create more and more content. Making music is a lot of work, but even more creative energy is being taken up creating social videos for promotion. For some artists, this is just too much. I'm actually surprised only 75% of artists lose money on music releases. My guess would have been around 90%. So it seems like progress that there are so many that at least breaking that are at least breaking even from their art. The problem is that it takes more work than ever to do so. End article. Mm. Elijah, what do you think? I mean, it's not surprising to me. Um, I think my last two releases, I really just started making money on them yeah. mainly because a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, like I started to understand um, how to budget, you know, um, knowing how big my audience, my audience is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Not ordering 500 CDs, only ordering a hundred <laughs> CDs, 50 <laughs> CDs at a time, yeah. you know, um, doing, doing product that is low in cost 
Yeah, higher, high, high on, higher on return. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And you've been, been at it for 20 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've really, you know, personally with me releasing my own stuff, you know, yeah. like, I've really just gotten the, you know, the nice little gumbo together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where I know, like, okay, I'm only going to spend, you know, $1,500 on this campaign outside of my time. You know right. what I mean? Making right. making video and stuff. Right. Um, or, you know, $2,000, whatever. You know, all I need to do is sell a hundred copies of whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I can recoup or I sell 50 copies. I can recoup. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've learned that and it's, it's definitely taken some time and definitely taken some, you know, some being real with myself. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like being real with myself, like, yo, 500 people out the gate ain't going to buy this record. You know what I'm saying? Like if over time, that's a different story, but, I really yeah. only need 50 CDs. I really yeah. only need, you know, uh, this amount of this and this amount of that. I don't need to get, you know, 200 T-shirts in 12 different sizes. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff and understanding and come, being real with myself about that kind of stuff. Um, and then keeping track of my, you know, previous sales. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I sell more medium shirts than I do, you know, XLs. I know. You know what right. I'm saying? So I get more of those. I, you know what I mean? Certain things like that. So just really understanding, you know, my fan base and how they order and how they shop with me over time. Yeah. Yeah. When I see the article, like, I ain't going to say I'm surprised by it. I mean, I was surprised that it was like an actual number. Like, because, you know, we do this podcast every week. And mm-hmm. some of the things that cause artists to lose money in the releases are things that, you know, we kind of have always known, or we, maybe we learned from touring. Right. And that kind of gave us a better gauge as to how to create realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some artists who haven't toured and are just, you know, trying to get their name out there. It makes sense. That's the majority of artists, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I've had some experiences that some of them haven't had the majority of them haven't had. And so we kind of have a better gauge to our, who our audience is and how to, how to not lose money, but 75% of artists lose money on releases. That's tough. That's tough. And I'll say, you know, this episode is about avoiding that. Yeah. How do you not be in the 75% of those artists losing money? And so, you know, we got some bullet points and we've kind of touched on a couple of them, but we're going to go through them anyway, because everybody needs to know, you know, and these are things that Elogic and I practice that we've experimented with and tested and I hope that whatever kind of artist you are, you know, be it music, video, uh, whatever digital product or service you serve, some of this stuff helps you to kind of avoid being like the majority, you know, 75% of people losing money. And so, you know, what's funny is like, okay, well, how many people are breaking even? Right. And how many, because it doesn't mean that, that don't mean that 25% are making money. Right, right. Breaking even might be another 10, 15%. You might only have 5, 10% of people making money on music. Yeah, keep it real. <laughs> Deep. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with bullet point number one. The number one way, you know, to avoid losing money on your releases is to know your audience. Elijah spoke about this in terms of his audience, but what does it mean to know your audience? To know your audience means that you actually, over time, develop a relationship with your audience 
as far as you produce, they purchase, you create, they purchase. And over time, you study those patterns. So that means that if you've never released anything, you don't know your audience. You have no idea. No idea. If you've never played shows, if you've never toured, you don't know your audience. If you've never had a bunch of subscribers on a YouTube channel, you don't know your audience. You know, because you don't have any comments. You don't have anything to go by. You don't have anything. If you don't have, right, you see what I'm getting at. You need to have tangible ways to engage your audience so that you can learn who they are, what they like, and what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that many artists lose money because they haven't gone through that process yet. Or they've shortchanged that process. They've done one thing one time and they made a bunch of assumptions based on that. And that one thing might have been just a blip. And it wasn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to really, really, really look at who our audiences are. Knowing your audience, just as you stated for me, I know that if I put out a record and I tour, I should get X amount of physical product. Right. If I'm not touring, I got to get Y amount of physical product. It's yeah, not that the physical s- product goes down. <laughs> yes, if you're not sig- touring significantly, significantly, yeah. because I am a touring artist. My relationship with my fans is my fans are willing to come see me play when I show up in a city. Mm-hmm. It might only be 50 to 150 people, but they're going to show up. And I know that when I play those shows in person, I'm going to sell a good amount of physical product to those people. Especially if it's new product. Yeah. You go out there with a new album, forget about it. You can move a lot. And I'm and in the past, I've done with new albums tours that have been around two months. You know, we could say 50 to 70 shows mm-hmm. covering the entire United States and on small markets and stuff. Yeah. You know, and when you do that, you're going to play, you're going to sell a lot of the stuff. But more importantly, you're going to know your audience. Now, that took me time. It took me years, many releases. But the point here is that as an artist, as a creator, you got to take the time to put out things first. To know. You ain't going to have all the answers in one single. Right. You're not going to have them in three months, six months, maybe a year. Audience or not, you don't just go get an audience. You build an audience. Mm hmm. And artists need to understand that until you know your audience, you're taking a significant risk releasing anything that costs money. And a part of the problem is a lot of artists that have been doing it for a while just don't pay attention. Yep. You know, you have to pay attention. The, the reason that a lot of these, you know, Bandcamp, um, Google, um, you know, any um, even the social media sites, any of these sites they have, you know, the analytics pages for a reason. Yep. If you're not accessing and utilizing those to see, okay, what was my biggest seller last year on my mm-hmm. Bandcamp page? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I tried this new type of product. Did this work? How many, you know, how many did I sell? Did I break even? Paying attention to that. Yes. And knowing what you need to break even. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What you need to start making money. 
and understanding how that process works. You know, a lot of people that don't pay attention to those things, they just throwing money into the wind and not really caring, you know, about the fact that if they're making money or if they're not making money, then they never understand what works and they never learn their audience. You know, with, with my with the transition, I did those um, notebooks and pens. I knew exactly how many I needed to sell in order to break even with what I spent on those. Yeah. And I and I and and, and doing pre-order, which we'll talk about. I, I broke even with those. You know mm. what I'm saying? I didn't sell a lot, but I didn't need to sell a lot because right. it was a low cost item. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So understanding that and understanding those things about your items and what you need to sell to break even all of that stuff is super, super important. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Know your audience. Number two. Reason or or, or way to not lose money. Uh, which your releases is to start small. Start small. This is this could be thought of a couple of different ways. Number one, you need to start small in terms of your expectations. Number two, you need to start small in terms of your investment. Some people will say, yeah. I should get vinyl for my first album. Like, are you seeing people ask you for vinyl of your album? Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's a, there's a, a, a progression thing to go to as an artist where you should be going to release like digital stuff, no cost promoting the hell out of it. And then through promoting your digital stuff, you should know your audience. Go into some low cost physical stuff, small runs. Then if that goes great and the demand is there, then you start stepping up to bigger items in the in the higher tier costs like vinyl. Right. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to go and say this record. I believe in this record so much. So I'm going to buy 500 copies of this on vinyl. And then my audience will come. Like it doesn't work that way in music. Buying a gang of physical product doesn't create an audience. Having an audience creates the need to buy a bunch of physical product. Right. And just because you invested thousands of dollars in it doesn't mean that you're ready to sell that shit to people. Right. So the best advice I have is to start small. Maybe you only get 25 fucking CDs, 25 tapes. Maybe you only get, you know, 20 shirts, five of each size, you know, one design at a time. You move those and then you get another one. You get you. you, Instead of getting ahead, you just get your money back from everything and move to the next one. Reinvest your money. That's what you really want to be doing. Because Mm -hmm. if you what we see a lot of times is that. Artists who don't start small. Get burned. And when they get burned, they get discouraged. And getting discouraged like that makes them want to quit. Because they feel like I've got all these people who say they are watching what I do on social media or followers, but nobody's willing to spend money. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the process of cultivating your audience. And my advice is to go through that process in the least expensive way possible. Yeah. And it's okay to take your time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to have vinyl the day your album drops. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I didn't have vinyl for the transition. I'm going to have vinyl eventually. Yeah. But it's okay to take your time. If your fan base is there, 
then they'll be ready for it when it's time for it to come. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to get everything at once. Like you said, start with one T-shirt design, you know, get 25 CDs and see if those sell. And those 25 CDs, once you sell those, you take that money, get 25 more. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and keep and keep the ball rolling. One thing that I've learned, too, is that as long as I'm keeping my costs low, it's easier for me to recoup. And that and, and in that, it's easier for me to reinvest my money yeah. back into the business, because the, the worst thing is to lose money and then feel like you have to still buy more stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because you spent so much because you already done too much for this product but yeah. you ran out of this product so you gotta buy more of this product because it's actually moving but you still in the red yeah that's a tough cycle that's, a, that's yeah a, it's hard man because you're so, behind yeah because you're behind the eight ball it's like borrowing money to pay your bills right <laughs> right it's like you behind so you got to borrow money so you, you paid that person yeah you, know, you still got to pay your bills and you still behind it's like you on the mm-hmm. cycle you like you can't get ahead yeah all because of that one decision to not start small, to be a little too ambitious at the beginning. And uh, I think that's a definite reason why a lot of people lose money on their releases. So, uh, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Work. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, But in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at Super Duty Tough Work at weightless.net. That's Super Duty Tough Work at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Are you an artist who has the talent to succeed? but has a hard time executing? Do you have the will to win, but lack the plan? Are you tired of having great ideas that never come to fruition or starting new projects, but never finishing them? If you answered yes to any of these questions, reach out to me at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net to book a one-on-one coaching call. Tell me a little bit about who you are, what you're trying to do, and I'll see if I can be of service to you. Have a great day. All right, folks, we back. Super Duty Tough Work. Why artists lose money on releases? 75% of y'all, we trying to get y'all out of the 75%. We want y'all in the 25% of artists who either break even or make money. Hopefully this episode gets y'all there. We're going to start with the number three reason and way to not lose money is to embrace digital products. One of the dopest things that has happened in the last 10 years is that we now have digital products. There is a way to release music, whatever you have, you know, 
uh, shit for me as an author, eBooks, something like that, where you don't, uh, shit, it could be the audio version of my book, things where you don't necessarily have to invest so much money up front. Mm -hmm. You can do things like, I think I had uh, my guy, uh, on here gosh i'm going blank uh rocom on here and he was talking about how he did his toy releases but he had like a digital component to those that was like a game and because it was a game it didn't cost him nowhere near as much as like the physical product did to create mm -hmm. but it created an extra incentive for people to buy the physical product right as creative people we have to start thinking about ways to combine physical and digital product in ways that create more interest around the things that cost us the most money. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you get, you know, for me, so for example, I just released a tape and with the tape, you know, it comes with a digital download of the, of the, uh, the vocal version, but also there's another digital download card of the instrumental version of it. Mm -hmm. Little things that may add on, you know, yeah to that that's just one small example but i think what we would like you to do to not lose money if you're starting small you know your audience try to create digital products that are low investment meaning you only have to really invest time you don't have to wait six weeks eight weeks 11 months for them to come back like vinyl uh in some cases and then you're losing money because you lose time as well when you start dealing with physical product. Um, I know that shit firsthand as a motherfucker who, who was trying to release uh, records during the pandemic. That shit didn't happen. Nah. The turnaround <laughs> times got real dark for your boy. <laughs> yeah. And so you lose that. Whereas digital product, it has advantages. Quick turnaround. You only have to invest time, not as much money. Um, you can get it to market faster. Um, you can often charge the same as you would for physical product in many instances. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I recommend everyone out there to, to look at that. And I think that is another way to avoid being in a 75% of people who lose money on their albums. And this is also how you learn your audience too. Yes. You know, releasing digital albums, releasing digital product, you see where the interest is. You see, you know, what songs get the most plays. Oh, so maybe I should invest in a video for that song. Mm -hmm. You see, you know, if people are actually interested in the album where if it's worth, you know, pressing up physical product, you yeah. know what I mean? If people ain't messing with the record, then you might want to, you know what I'm saying? Hello. Think twice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or maybe only get like, you know, five or 10 CDs, you know, for those people that might actually purchase it. Like those are the things that we do to kind of test the market. There's a reason that, you know, my instrumental product projects that I have aren't in physical product yet because yeah. I had no idea of how people would react to me putting out beat tapes and putting out right. instrumental products. Right. So now that I have an idea, I know certain ones I might get some CDs pressed up for because yeah. they were, you know, people bought them the digital versions. So I might get some CDs pressed up, you know, maybe 10, 20 of them just to see if people actually want to buy the physical. But that was a test. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Putting the digital out there was a test to see if people even interested Mm -hmm. And me having instrumental product, you know what I mean? So try to utilize that as a testing ground, you know, to see what you need to invest and how. Yeah. Very, very good advice. Very good advice. Yeah. Because you can always ramp up if you see the interest there. Exactly. And I would rather 
you ramp up after you see the interest, then you go all in on something with no idea what people are going to do. Right. You know, like I can, I can pretty much, I've been selling directly to my fans for long enough that I pretty much know how much I can move of certain things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm always conscious of that and, and how, how far I can go. So yeah, digital gives me a way to kind of, kind of release something, but not go all the way in up front. So that's number three. Number four way to not lose money on your releases is to use pre-orders. This is something we've been doing for so long that it's just second nature to us. Oh, but yeah. it's but it's not done by the majority of people in the industry. Which is weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. It is. You could probably break even before your record drop. That's the you point. Do pre, you do it right. That's the whole point. It's the it reduces your risk. Mm-hmm. Because what what people don't know, and I've spoke about this on this podcast before, artists have to understand that once upon a time, your release date was the day that people started talking about your album. The buzz came out. It hit all on the same day. Everybody got it on that day. You look on the internet. Everybody's talking. Everybody's posting pictures of it. It's out for the next two, three months. People just, oh yeah, this is it. You dropping music videos or whatever. Yeah, this is it. That's not the dynamic anymore. The majority of interest you're going to get for your record happens before it comes out now. Yep. A lot of records die the day they come out Mm -hmm. because of all the noise and because artists don't have uh, campaigns that are designed to last that long anymore. So now it, it, my advice is if you know you're in an environment where the majority of talk dies after your record is out, why don't you put together a campaign that puts most of your effort in before it comes out yep. and, and capitalize on that because people will pre-order. They will buy it. You're just getting more opportunities to remind them, especially if you're offering cool stuff with it. So, Think of thinking of cool things to package with your album, cool pre-order ideas that are tied around your album uh, theme or title or whatever you can think of. And finding a way to sell that before it comes in reduces your chances of losing money. Because like you said, you want to be in a situation where you are breaking even or making money before the record comes out. Yeah. That's where I'm trying to be. That's where I'd like to be every fucking album, to be honest with you. Yep. Yep. And the way to do that is like we said with other things, just keep costs low and yep. come up with cool things, you know, that people would want to buy, you know, maybe some high ticket items. If you know your fan base enough and know yes. that they would buy some of those things, you know, there's, you know, with my last, um, <clears throat> with my last campaign for the transition, I pretty much recouped on a couple purchases because I had some high ticket limited edition items yeah. that people purchased that were low cost to me. Right. But because of, you know, because the item was a special, you know, a specialty item, I could set the price at a premium. Yeah. You know, and if enough people purchase that one item, which I planned purposely, yeah. like if enough people buy this, this only costs me what, twenty dollars to make, but I can sell it for X amount. You mm. know what I'm saying? If if enough people buy this, I could recoup just off this item for yeah. my whole campaign. And I got pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> with those items and it, you know once the record came out i was recouped and i was good even for my release party all of that stuff like i had all that you know baked in and you know i had some items that helped me recoup a lot faster because they were specialty and different you know and pre-order for it. yeah very smart very smart yeah uh, and t- i know a lot of you 
when you look around, you do have technology to support this. You know, Bandcamp supports it. For those of you who sell music on Bandcamp, don't just drop a tape or an album or whatever you want to do. And then on a day, people can purchase it. Allow people to purchase it before. Mm -hmm. and so that when it's out, they'll get a download link, which creates buzz on the day it comes out. Because I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not in love with the fact that the buzz around most records dies the day they come out. Especially if you're not touring. Now, if you're touring, you're good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, if I'm touring, then I know that I got, whatever, 60 days before my record to, to do pre-sales and pre-orders and get those joints out. And then the day it comes out, I'm probably playing an album release party. And then that next week, I'm gone for 60 days in 60 different cities, keeping the, the, the noise going, keeping the conversation going about that record. But the majority of artists are not in that position. Right. And a majority of artists need to capitalize on the time before the record comes out. Mm -hmm. Because once it comes out, everything gets more difficult. That's why you want to use pre-orders. Reason number five, way number five, you know, to stop, you know, from losing money on your releases is to collaborate more. A lot of artists are out here on islands. You know, being on an island only works uh after you have a fan base established, you know, like Kendrick don't need to collaborate with nobody. Right. For his records to make money. J. Cole don't need features to make money, to, to bring buzz around his records. But it wasn't always like that. A lot of these artists, they look at those bigger artists. Say, I'm going to do what they do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just be out here by myself. I ain't going to collaborate with no producers. I ain't collaborate with no artists. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just on islands. And what happens is when their release comes out, they don't have nobody else to help spread the word about it. Mm -hmm. You know, people who do get features from artists understand this very well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they know that if I get a feature from an artist and it's fire, who's already known. And then that's, that's going to help create conversation about my record. Right. They also know that, okay, same thing with buying a beat from somebody who's established. They know. And then even better is if you do something with that, with that artist that's really dope and that artist decides to post it on their page because they like it so much. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Like if I do, so, so if it's, for example, let's think about like music videos for your project. Mm -hmm. There's directors who do music videos for you, but they may not have a following that I have. Right. Right. So, so a bonus of Blueprint directing your video is that if it's fire, Blueprint is going to get it. He's going to post it. Right. Multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to get some views. Right. That shit is part of the game. And, and some people don't want to play that part of the game, but it's part of the game. Collaborating with people and, and not just vertically. As we say, network horizontally. Mm -hmm. You have peers. If you're peers are on your album and they support you and you're part of the community those peers are going to be more likely to spread word about your album your release but if you're on an island trying to do it all by yourself it's going to be that much more difficult and that much more easy to lose money yeah i mean even the big artists don't do it by themselves really i mean like yeah they you know a kendrick don't need a feature necessarily right but without kendrick being kendrick people wouldn't share hello you know what i'm saying people wouldn't he he doesn't necessarily need to collaborate, but the collaboration comes with the fans. Yep. Actually okay. spreading the word and the word of mouth because Kendrick's songs ain't on the radio like that. No. Nope. 
it just so happens he make he he does have a few singles, but for the most part, yeah, he might have one or two singles off of his record, but most of his album is from fans spreading yep. the word. J Cole True. same same deal. Yep. You know, a lot of these newer artists that actually are blowing, you know, a Roddy Rich and you know these cats, they don't really have songs on the radio. Mm-mm. It's their fan bases that spread the word and that help them out yep. in the sense of you know letting everybody know, oh. You know, so and so got a new record out. So and so got a new song out. This video is fire. You know what I'm saying? Sharing all that stuff. You know what? I mean, just the speaker bullies. You know, superstition and praise. Like we've been, yeah. I, I personally been sharing the shit out of that stuff because yeah. it's super dope. Yeah. When you have super dope, you know, artists collaborating, it, it definitely helps out a lot. I mean, yeah. having Sky Zoo on that track. Hello. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those. That's one of those situations. Yeah. You know. And and he took it to he did what he was supposed to do. He got a music video for it. Yep. He made it a single. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he got that yep. joint out. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, look, get this shit out there. Yeah. But that it all helps. Being on an island does not help. Right. You as an artist, and if you are losing money on your releases, you got to start having some conversation with yourself. Am I on an island? What are my connections with the outside world? How many people rock with me that would help spread the word about something I got going on? Because yeah. like we said, the Kendricks and the other guys, they are, they got a fan base. Mm-hmm. They don't need the collabs. Like you may need to collab. Like yeah. I may need to collab. Like we need to have these networks in play because we don't got that fan base. that's as big as theirs. And if right. 75% of artists are losing money, I, I'm, gonna guess that shit probably 75 percent of that 75 percent are just out there dolo mm-hmm. they don't have no one no other networks no other artists no network and nothing to tap into you know and that creates less awareness about their shit so you know but yeah collaborate more so uh yeah we'll take a break and we'll be right back Sup everybody, got some big news to share with you all today. I'm proud to announce that for the first time, I will be opening up my artist coaching and consulting services to the public. I have been doing it for several years behind the scenes, helping artists and small businesses achieve their goals, but it's never been something that I made publicly available, nor anything that I promoted until now. So if you're an artist or a small business owner, I'm now available to be booked for one-on-one sessions designed to help you achieve your goals as quickly and as efficiently as possible. If this is something that you're interested in, email me at superdutytoughwork at waitlist.net. Tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get the ball rolling from there. I look forward to working with you all. Peace. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you, as a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to absolutely own. The first is The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists, and the second is The Social Media Cheat Code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. The book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, 
the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media, but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. Yes, indeed, folks. Super duty, tough work. Back again. This week, we're talking about why most artists lose money and how to avoid it. You probably got a release. You probably think you ain't going to lose money. You might assume you are. Probably like, damn, I know this is going to be an L. It don't got to be that way. <laughs> it don't have to be that way. It's so discouraging. It's so discouraging. <laughs> like, I've, like I've had I've had situations like yeah. that. Like I know I ain't going. I I hope I break even. Yeah, yeah. I hope I break even. I I know I really ain't gonna make nothing off. Of <laughs> right, right. Because you you kind of know with certain joints. Like, damn, I didn't put that much into this. This ain't the. Mm-hmm. This ain't one of those releases that I can really capitalize. You know, it ain't nothing. It's I didn't set it up right. You know what I mean? Right. Like ah. But Some, it, something financially came in and messed up your money, you know, yeah. but the record already in process. So Too you late. already re- announced the release date. You can't stop it. You know, no yeah. take backs. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it don't got to be that way, folks. It don't got to be that way. You know, so we got three more bullet points this week. And the number six way you can avoid losing money on your releases is to offer more. This means that. If you look at the majority of artists, the majority of people doing stuff, their offer is very basic. Mm -hmm. I got a new thing. Here it is. Yeah. They don't have anything that's coupled with that. Like I got this new thing and it comes with this Mm -hmm. and it comes with this. If you order it from here, I got this new thing. You have to create these other elements to make it special. I got this new thing you can only get from here. Mm-hmm. I got this new thing you can only get in limited supply. I got this new thing that, you know, I, I, I gave you this, 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 and I got a music video for every fucking song on the record. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I'm a, it's like I, I created this kind of content to explain it, or I got this kind of docket, or I got this kind of book that explains the making of it, or whatever the fuck you decide, or I made a documentary for the fucking, whatever you do. I've done right. this at various points, I've written books around albums. I made a film around my King No Crown album. Mm -hmm. This is just offering more. Mm -hmm. And at the time you do it, it might not seem like it's having that immediate impact. It might not reach, because it's not for everybody though. The extra stuff is not for everybody. The extra stuff is for your, your, your thousand true fans, your true fans, right? The people who are going to buy everything you get. And that's how you cultivate them. You know what I mean? But you have to offer more if you want to get more is the point. Yeah. That's why we, you know, if you notice when ever me and print drop anything or a lot of our, you know, the people that we associate with, there's multiple packages. Amen. 
You know what I'm saying? People. And, and the thing is, people like having options. Yes. People don't like being forced into, you know, you have to get this. Yeah. You know, oh, I can get the CD and the vinyl and a T-shirt comes with that. Or I can get mm-hmm. the CD and a poster and the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Or I can get, you know, whatever. You know, having these multiple packages, it definitely helps people yeah. feel like they're, you know, making the choice in how to support you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? What better fits their, you know, financial state. And just as a fan, what they can do to some, oh, you got all this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've had people, because I have, you know, some some truly hardcore fans, when I have multiple packs, I've had people buy everything. Yeah. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? And and having stuff like that, having options for people helps increase your money, as well as gives the fans something, you know, to to feel like they're supporting you in in their own personal way. Facts. Facts. So like, you know, we always talk about it like, you know, if you don't look like you care about your album, it's very difficult to make other people care. Right. The seriousness that you put into it from you creating it to how you promote it to the packaging and the content you create around it. All of that shit has a impact on the consumers the fans uh, opinion of that piece of art. Sometimes you may think it's cool to just take something and drop something and just move on. But if you do that enough times, all you're doing is cultivating a fan base who looks at your music as like something you don't really care about. Disposable. It's disposable. Why should I go back and revisit this tape you dropped a year ago when you don't even talk about it? You don't even have no content. You just, it's just sitting there on your Bandcamp page. Why should I go revisit this album that you just didn't put nothing into? You just threw it out there and then three days later, you didn't even have another post about it. Mm. People do these things all the time and they wonder why their fan base gets fickle. Why people don't want to check back in on these releases. It's like, nah, if you don't care, if you don't offer more or do more, I'm not going to offer more or do more. So, yeah. Offer more. Now we got number seven bullet point. And this is one that, uh, you know, we stress here a lot. We talk about a lot. But the number seven way to not lose money on your release is to get out the house. Get out the house, bruh. Get off your couch. Leave the studio. As a youth say, go touch some grass. Leave your house, be outside, be around people. It's okay to play shows. Make some friends in your scene. Be present, be a part of your scene. Make some, some allies and some, some, have some relationships with your peers to where people are checking for what you do. Right. Because when you're t- tied into your community, you're not just sitting there waiting on somebody to purchase nothing off Bandcamp. Because like we said earlier, we know if we playing shows, it's a completely different expectation. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not playing those shows, eh, I don't want to get too many of those. Oh, I got 10 shows lined up going in. Give me twice as many. Yep. God, give me three times. Cause I know what's going to happen in the live setting. I understand that part of the game. Some of you are cutting off what could be your biggest income stream. By not participating in your local scene. And then when you participate locally, you never have no physical product. 
you know, stop me, stop me when I start lying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> am I am I telling the truth out here? What is this? Is this is facts, right? Well, you yeah. and I know this for years. We could pretty much predict as we tour, the majority of the people who open for us ain't gonna have no merch. Exactly. So we just bring all the merch out because we know mm-hmm. these other people are gonna lose this opportunity that's right there to sell all this shit. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. Get out the house more so that you can build up your muscle memory that makes you bring merch out, set up your table, and get them sales and fans in a, right there. It's for you. That supplements all the internet shit supplements that. Yeah. You should be leaving your house first and foremost. That's the easiest scene that you will ever assimilate to. Your local scene. Way way easier to make a presence in your local scene than it is nationally with no fans. Yeah. Facts. You know. So get out and, the house. And and also just being out the house when you do have friends, when you do create a relationship, people see you, they're more likely to check for what you're doing. Hello. They're more likely to want to support you if they see you out and active just supporting other artists. You don't even necessarily have to do a lot of shows right away. But if you're out supporting other artists and you strike up, you know, a conversation with somebody, then you can get that word of mouth started. Let them know you got something coming out. And the fact that you are cool, the fact that, you know, people feel like they have a relationship with you, they're more likely to just check off GP, even if they ain't never heard your stuff before. Facts, 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 man. Yeah. So get out the house. That's number eight. I'm sorry. Number seven. This is the last bullet point. Bullet point number eight is push people to the paid options, not the free options. This may be something that's unique to music, but in music, we have this this movement of people who are saying pre-save the album, you know, go to Spotify. It's out. And I don't have a problem with people letting people know where their album is on Spotify. I get a lot of plays on Spotify. So I accept Spotify and it's important in terms of like awareness. Mm -hmm. But when I'm posting 99% of the time on social media, I'm pushing fans to outlets that I get paid directly from. I'm pushing people to my website, go to waitlist.net, go get the store, go get, you you see what I'm saying? I think what, too many artists are doing is they are because they don't want to set up their physical thing. They're sending people to platforms that don't convert for them. Right. Like you're not getting an email address out of that transaction. If they go to Spotify, you're not getting a physical sale out of that thing. 99.9% of the time. If you don't have your store set up, you're not. So you're, you're setting yourself up to lose money from the people who would be willing to pay. Right. That's where you really lose the bread. By not pushing them to the paid platforms. Yeah, it never made sense to me how you would drive somebody to something where you make literally pennies on the dollar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like per play. It's not even. Right. They can't even purchase the record in those platforms necessarily. They can only push play. And every play gets you literally, you know, fractions of pennies on the dollar. As opposed to having just a place where they can just download the record. You don't even have to, like we spoke before, embrace digital products. You don't even have to have physical copies. Mm -hmm. 
but at least set up a Bandcamp page where they can download the record and give you that ten dollars, that five dollars directly to you, to where you can even you can you can start to try to make money off of your music. Hello, as opposed to waiting on you know Spotify when most artists are aren't making no money off of digital platforms. None. None. You know, we've been blessed to be in a position to where, you know, we do get a, a deposit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Here monthly check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that monthly, get that, you know, that quarterly. But yeah. most artists ain't there. No, no. Shoot. No. And all of my records don't necessarily make money. You know what I mean? Like, I got a lot of stuff on Spotify and, yeah. and on those platforms. A lot of them don't make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> keep it all the way real. There's, yeah. you know, I got some, I got a certain amount of joints that are yeah. consistently, you know, yeah. providing me with that money. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, can't depend on that. You got to, yeah. you got to make sure you got a paid option where people can actually support you directly. Yeah. It's like the 80, it's the 80, 20 rule when it comes mm-hmm. to albums. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're an artist, 20% of your catalog makes 80% of the money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you might have this big ass catalog. There's 100 records in that motherfucker in your catalog. Yep. 20 of them is going to make the majority of your money. Yep. The rest of them are just there. You know, you just adding on. They just yep. there. You you having fun. They feed your hardcore listens. But nah, it's just, so the same thing is true for like, like this thing in general. Your fans, 20% of your fans is going to make you 80% of your money. That 20% is more important. You know what I'm saying? You got to have casual fans to get to the 20%. Right. But you got to make sure that you're, you're pushing these people to, to platforms where they have the option to support you when they want to support you. It's up to them at the end of the day, but you have to do your job to send them there. Yep. And let, us know, let them know it's there. So that's it. That's it. That's it for this week. So let me read these back. Why most artists lose money. How to not lose money. On your releases number one know your audience number two start small number three embrace digital products number four pre-orders number five collaborations number six offer more number seven get out the house and number eight push people to the paid options that's it for this week man if you've lost money in releases i hope that at some point you know you adapt that a, a couple of these experiment with them Listen to your uncles and uh, get it. <laughs> oh, and real quick, happy yeah. Father's Day to all the fathers out there. That's it is true. Father's Day today. Yeah. You know, we should have said that at the top of the show, but happy Father's yeah. Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. We know we got a lot of fathers out there. You know what I'm saying? All the fools who done bit my style. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take this happy Father's Day, you know what I'm saying, from you anonymously. You ain't got to say it. I fathered your style, son. I fathered your style. <laughs> Everybody shocking my shit. I followed you. You know what I'm saying? You're welcome. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, we uh yeah, that's it for this week, man. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work, huh? <laughs>